just, you know, everything comes in waves. And so it's just the idea that like everything that you experience in a time of where everything is everything, you know what I mean? Where everything is fruitful and people are happy and everybody's healthy is you're supposed to soak that in and store that up for times when it's not like that. Cause they come in, you got to know that they come in and you, that doesn't, that's the, the key is to know that that's coming without letting it stop you from enjoying the times that you're experiencing. When it's I, I hear you, Miles. I hear you. My question is, right, or better yet, what I'm trying to understand is, I believe that there's a better mindset that you can have and a better relationship you can have with karma, not one where it's, when things are going good, you expect the bad, you know? Like, it, there has to be a better way of, there has to be a better relationship that you can have with karma with that. And I, and I wonder if it boils down to, is, is it a... A manifestation thing is that a thing of 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 conscious word repetition into one's head and and reaffirmations and you know I'm I'm, I'm not sure yet I because I also subscribe to that. I think that can definitely be the answer for somebody who experiences that anticipation of you know the negative that follows the positive. Uh, as anxiety, right? If you experience that as anxiety, then I think that, you know, meditating and learning to pick up thoughts and let them pass and put them down and that everything of that nature is really helpful. But if you experience that anticipation with peace and with acceptance and with gratitude of, you know, as a reminder to be present in the moment, that this moment is going to pass. So, you know, take a deep breath, you know, in that meta space, but jump back in and be present because it's not always going to be like this. And I think that's okay. You know? I do. I do. And, and I agree with you. You know, this is something that both of us subscribe to. So it's just a matter of, I'm, I'm still, I'm still exploring that, that, that realm of, of, of spiritual relationship with the world, because there's no denying the fact that, and I, check this out, right? I've been reading a lot of Richard Dawkins, right? And Richard Dawkins is like this staunch, <clears throat> I don't want to call him an atheist because I'll be disrespectful to him, but he's a, 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 a scientist who loves to go into religion and expose the realities of the, of the sciences behind religion, mm -hmm. right? So this current book he's got that I'm reading now is Unlearning God. So it pretty much just kind of breaks into the science elements of why is it that you know the why is it that the birds fly around in similar shapes you know when you look at birds all flying around how how does that happen because they take on patterns but they're not communicating with each other and they and they make these very elaborate shapes and he speaks about how in an effort to recreate that similar motion uh, some technicians were able to code for a single bird to do a single function. And as those birds multiplied, you ended up seeing those birds do the same thing. All to say that even somebody who is that deep into breaking down the science of, of, of things and taking the spirituality out of them fails to acknowledge the reality of sometimes there's just a feeling. And what does that feeling mean? Sometimes you are, you know, like you're saying, you're, everything's good, but there's a feeling of, you know, okay, I'm getting ready for whatever may come. The science can't really break that down so much. 
Good. I don't want to be broken down by science. I'm going to... I'm an analogy that anomalies can properly explain, B. Oh, I, I switched that, but you know what I'm saying. I explained I explain it in a hug. <laughs> I oh, think there's man. a deeper question is that, like, so that might tap into something greater, right? Um, is, like, at the end of that road of, you know, happiness and the way that you deal with life, um, is, there, is there as deep a connection between those two things as as we equate right like is it to be happy is that the thing that we really want all the time we're constantly striving like are you happy you know we're checking in with our friends and loved ones and stuff like that and that's kind of the question behind a lot of the check-ins and you know um welcomes and are you good are you happy but like i think we put happiness on this pedestal where like you're not supposed to go through your whole life happy right i don't think you learn i think there are so many various other states that you can be in that are positive besides just happy you can be you know uncomfortable in a way that is helping you grow and i don't think that when you're in that if you're truly uncomfortable and you are truly growing from that you're not always going to identify as happy in that space you know what, what i mean would you like, identify as? i think you might identify as at various points tired you might identify as you know uh frustrated you might identify as uh, stressed out, you know? You might be short with people, you know? And, and, and life is all about figuring out if the reasoning behind that and balancing those reactions and looking at the root causes of that within yourself. Is that because I'm pushing myself to, into a space where I'm growing and something that I'm devoting my energy to is taking me to a place where you know, I'm, I'm, I'm depleted when I'm interacting with people and I need to reset that? Or am I devoting my energy to something negative that's dragging me further and repeating a cycle of being negative to people? Mm -hmm. um, and life is all about balancing that and examining all of those different things. Um, but I think all of that is so much more complex than every day. Like, am I happy? Are you happy? Yeah. Are we good? Are we happy? Are we happy together? Body yes. You know what I mean? Like... Can I ask you, on, on, a, on, a, on a slightly happy related topic but when you see in your head what does the epitome of what this podcast can be look to you i would hope this podcast becomes a space where people can turn it on and hear conversations that are important to them had in a more real way than they're had anywhere else right um I want authenticity to bleed through in everything that we do in every topic. You know what I mean? I don't ever want it to sound formulaic or, you know, even if we've deeply considered what we're saying on the microphone, and even if it's not the first time we're saying it, I want people to understand that it comes from a place of genuinely wanting to have conversations that are both allowing me and you to be vulnerable and growing from that vulnerability, but also that shine a light on things that other people might be you know, wondering if people even talk about, wondering if there are people that feel the same way, you know, that's where, I, that's what I want this to be. What would you like this to be? Very much the same. I think in realizing that people go about their days listening to so much information and whatnot. And if we can be able to provide just a space where people can enter to hear 
to hear relevant content that's that's been thought about and and very intentional positive energy being driven into the space that's 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 all it is man you know people deal with so much on a daily basis and both of us are passionate about about helping people so you know if if this can be a space where the intentional energy that we bring into it exists there for other people to be able to take on enjoy the listen regarding things that they care about things that they want to you know would like for us to speak about things that are current on the news, all of that, you know? So that's why we, that's why I'm, I'm very glad that the structure now allows for us to be able to pick on topics that are on top of people's minds and bring that forward. That's where we've been finding a lot of the, the, the praise is in our ability to synthesize information. Hey bro. And we bring you that. Drop the, oh, I'm on the music. Is this on my turn this week? DJ? Get him. Get him. Yo, give me some air horns, Tim. Give me some air horns. I can't give you permission to share sound and give you air horns. Listen, dude, what what can you do is my only question, you know? I think that's the only question I have left is what can you do? I'm just living in it. I'm just living in it. Can you hear this right here? Please don't switch and come back, man. That shit disgusting. Please do not discuss me. They might have to cuff me. When it's time to drop the album, they Buzz Xavier, Buzz Xavier. That's how you bring us in. I appreciate That's that. How right. you, you, you feel the energy I'm coming with today. Appreciate that, right? You feel, you, you feel me, Pim. <laughs> Yes, we in the building with that. Man, I'll tell you, having a, 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 a best friend that is a DJ puts so much pressure on you when you're looking for music because you might think that you're digging deep in the crates and then I listen to one of your, your playlists. I love the playlist that you put out recently. And also people should go check that out. All of uh, the How We Rockin' playlists, you can check that out on our SoundCloud. While we're here, let's not forget to remind people to please like, Comment, subscribe, like, comment, subscribe. You can find this podcast anywhere on your DSPs, that's Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Instagram. We did SoundCloud. We're trying to give y'all where it's most comfortable. You feel me? So don't forget to give that a look. You know, and this is a uh, this is how we coming in with it, man. What up, my brother? A professional out here, man. I'm just following suit. You know what I mean? It's it's. It's a pleasure to be here with you. What up, people? What up, live? We out here, baby. We out here. We, we out, out here. here. Building. Chicago in the building. You know? The building know. Chicago. You know what I'm saying? The building is in Chicago. That's stolen land. You know what I'm talking about? This pod is filmed on stolen land. My brother, oh, about something about stolen This side in Chicago, you know, we're filming on the land of the Potawatomi people. That land was stolen from them, you know, and the violence that was done to them is inseparable from the state that we find the city in now, the state that we find this country in now. So with that, we got to lift up love between black and brown people the world over, lift up the names of the Native Americans that were here before us and were humbled to be in their land. So with that, you know what I mean? Love to black and brown folks the world over, intro over. You add all the way live. Get in tune, baby. What's good? What's good? You see how I flipped that? It feels yes. good. I said all the way yes. live this time. Come here, baby. 
You know what I'm saying? This is the give and go. You are now in tune. You know, you never know now. You never know what you're going to get with us, baby. You know what I'm saying? But what you always will get is I make sure that I check in with my brother. How you feeling, bro? How you feeling, feeling big dog? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Listen, I, th- I think after the after the review that we got back from the last comment, from the from the last show, both of us have just been so excited to run back here and dish out some of this content to these folks, man. And the way that we have broken that content down for the people is by breaking this show up into three different parts. Now, if you're first time listening, we're about to break that down for you. Those that have been rocking with us, you know exactly how we get down. We keep it simple. We are stumble upon, stumble upon. So me and Miles discuss things that we have stumbled upon throughout the day. Now that could be anything ranging from thoughts, conversations, inspirations, and anything between that. And today we ask a very important question. Is Kendrick still king? There is conversation to be had around that. A Kendrick conversation is always relevant, by the way. Big facts, big facts. And hip hop conversation is always relevant to all the way live. So you know it ain't nothing new, man. There you go. There you go. We doubt we 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 uh dousing y'all. Dousing is not the right word. We we gifting y'all. Yeah, bro. Nah, what is this motion? What am I doing? What is this? Motion? I don't know. You might be you might be sprinkling. You might be, you know what I'm saying? Drizzling is the word I was going for. Drizzle. Okay, so we got this way drizzle building. No cap. My my young rapper name was Zway Jizzle. <laughs> Young Chisel, I kid you not. Let me let me Wait. wrap this. Let me wrap this up. Oh, now he finna wrap it up. Oh, this shit is crazy. We getting into it. Listen, how we broke the show down. Stumble upon current news. On current news, we go ahead. We take right what's at the top of everybody's conversation. We take what's on top of the news meter. And we bring that down. We break it down with y'all. Now today, what we want to get into is the latest WhatsApp update. WhatsApp, the the messaging platform. We dive a little bit into that. As always, we bring you unbiased research. We give you guys unbiased uh, thoughts. You know, we come, we're coming straight live with it. There's no PR. There's no team behind us. It's just... They scrambling. They scrambling. We try to hire a PR, but they didn't want to stay. Hey, bro. They, they left. They heard what we... They told us good luck that they would rather be audience than PR. And that's fine. Good go. luck, y'all still. You there you go. Saying? And then we get into recommended and review. On recommended and review, this now is what we engage with the people on. I can't stress this enough, people. If 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 there's anything you want us to talk about, want us to talk about, let us know. Hit us up with it. Let us know, and we'll rock with it, man. And today, what people want us to talk about, Miles Xavier, is sports related, which is the UFC Fight Island Seven, baby, Bruh. Sports. I'll tell you one. I ain't gonna talk about. That whole fight night. I'm talking about one fight. We don't need to. We don't need to talk about the whole fight. We need. There's only one thing that is there to be spoken about. Listen, current news, hot topics, sports. (laughs) What? What else? (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Are you not entertained? Come on, man. Come on, man. Yo, Miles Xavier. (laughs) 18. We in two. What y'all want from us, man? (laughs) Father <laughs> Xavier, if you could allow me, my brother, to dap on in, man, I must tell you, I must tell you that today I'm coming into this space with some extremely intentional, positive energy. You know, Sunday's my yoga day. I take that day to reflect, and I channel the energy of 
presence of mind when it comes to this to this podcast, man. You know, we've been speaking to people. They've been letting us. They've been showing us a lot of love for the content that we put out. Uh, they've been showing a lot of love to uh, to the work ethic that we put into this, man. And I just want to appreciate and acknowledge all of those people. You you know, we hear it. It keeps us going. It gives us excited to come over here and give to you guys a little bit of what we feel from this podcast, man, which is love and appreciation and banter as always. Yo, man, that was beautiful. That was beautiful, dog. How do I follow that? How do I follow that? You, can I'm, you I'm cool, straight. I'm decent. I'm chilling out here. Um, I come to you guys with uh, gratitude. Mad, mad, mad gratitude. Um, and I'm part of, like, not a small part of that gratitude is the fact that I'm here recording this. Uh, the holidays for college students are just wrapping up a lot of y'all that are on the semester trimester system whichever one gives y'all a lick in the extension of the christmas holiday y'all know what i'm talking about y'all might just be starting to think about going back to campus my younger brother just headed back out so it was amazing to be able to spend time. yeah man he did him and my mom just left out this morning and so that's even more gratitude on top of it because you know Y'all can't see, but it's snowing out here. We in Chicago, baby. It's just starting to show a little bit of Chicago winter. It's starting to do what it do. So looking at that, it's like the fact that I'm sitting here and I, you know, my mom knows I'm, that's, this is what I'm doing. It's the fact that she's willing to go make that drive. She actually left yesterday, avoided most of the snow. But still, yeah, the fact that she's making that drive, that this is part of amongst some other things I was doing this weekend, part of the reason that I didn't go with them to make that drive, you know what I mean, is is huge. So gratitude for family, you know, that looks out, that supports you. Um, gratitude for the time I got to spend with family over the holidays. Gratitude for the holidays and then ending and wrapping up into a time where we can get back to our grind and make some amazing thing happen this year, man. That's where it's at. Hey, man. So without further ado, we bring to you the first topic, which is... Is Kendrick still king? Bruh, thank you, man. Thank you for allowing me to just, you know, once again, steer the boat back to hip hop, steer the boat back to, you know, our old anchorage of, of, of lyrical miracle, uh, just true love for the art of hip hop. And so when you think about that and at, at its nerdiest and at its most, you know what I mean? Like you in the weeds of it. You think about an artist's legacy and you think about everything that an artist could potentially be, right? And when you think about somebody like Kendrick who has embodied that from a lyrical perspective, from a, you know, always being on the, the forefront of issues when it comes to artistry and, and, and expressing, you know, just, just a sense of community and a sense of care for Black folks, for, for people all over the world, right? Songs like All Right that have been a part of protests that have brought people together in such an amazing way. Um, it's a little, I just, I just, and I hate to even detract from any of that just by even saying for 2020 to have been such a year of chaos and of, you know, uh, of us wanting to hear from somebody, anybody, that's making some sense, right? And I think in some ways, some of our like leaders in terms of that have platforms um, did step up to that plate. Chappelle tried, I think, using through his art form, but to, for Kendrick to be silent 
I would just pose the question, does that detract from his legacy for the year to have been so what it was with so much to comment upon with people looking for, you know, something to uplift them as a musical artist, does that detract from his legacy for him to be silent and not put anything out? You see, Miles, definitely, I think what's important to, and I love the question that, you po that you're posing because undoubtedly we've moved from a, a point in 2020 where the bigger purpose was the unification in the voices of the leaders that we have in this community. It was a time where there was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fake leadership that was going on. There was a time of a lot of misinformation. It was a time of um, a lot of confusion as to, you know, what, what, what are we really fighting for? How do we stand against it? You know, we're fighting police brutality. We're fighting historical systemic injustices. I mean, you're, you're an org, you're a, um, a community organizer, right? So you understand as well, just exactly how difficult it is to organize people and how even these large institutions of ours that we, that we respect, they also find it hard to, 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 to find leadership on how to go forward, right? Let's not, let's not skip over that. So that question is weighty because at that moment, that's exactly what we needed. And his voice would have been undoubtedly valued at that point in time. It, it depends on how, on how you weigh it. But in my book, I will say that I was disappointed to see Kendrick not step up at that light, especially as you, like you had mentioned, he had made songs like All Right, which are protesting anthems. These are our modern day protesting anthems. We gonna be all right, you know? So it's still right now, they were listening to that as they were protesting. On the other side, Miles Xavier, I also understand that people also have a life outside of, outside of the things that we see in public. I mean, for you, throughout the whole, Throughout the whole uh, marching protest, you're at the back. You're at the uh, back of seats. Anybody who, who would be looking towards you as a community leader could also say, hey, man, what was, what was he doing, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. Because, yeah, and I want to acknowledge that I, I think I'm, we did see pictures of Kendrick at protests, right? And so to be a part of again, community in that way is very, is very important. Um, for Can I just interject, G? <laughs> I'm asking you, what, what have you done? You've been nothing but on TV for the last couple of months. <laughs> we don't, we don't, it's all good. I'm, that's like, okay, question. I don't need to. What have I been doing? By it. I'm not to buy that question. Ask ABC what I've been doing. <laughs> I'm not threatened by that question. <laughs> as, as Chicago News at 7, what I've been doing. They know. I'm hey, sorry. Somebody I somebody. had to use you as an example. But my G is what I'm no, saying. but I appreciate that. I appreciate that. because, But I, I at the same time, I don't think as many, I think in the ways that people look, do look to me to fulfill that role, I've, I've fulfilled it, right? With if Even if that's not through social media, because that's never you know, in a not, not in a way that is readily apparent, everything, every single thing I've been doing to, you know, public knowledge, right? Behind the scenes, I'm a behind the scenes character. As a, as a, I'm a string puller, you know what I mean? As a, as somebody who's center stage as Kendrick Lamar, it, it, it's amazing to see him again, participate in, in protests and to be a part of his community. You would, 
maybe expect him to participate um, with his voice as somebody who has been so outspoken on black issues in the past, right? So I don't know what's coming. Maybe he's got some amazing music that is that is going to drop, you know. And we don't know that this is the the bottom of this, you know, this whatever chaotic time period era that we're in. So maybe there's an even more poignant moment to drop music, and maybe he does it at that moment. Um, and you're absolutely right. He has a whole life, and you know, to live and and people to protect in in other ways other than making music. Uh, Part of where this is also coming from is honestly like thinking of other artists like Sam Cooke, right? And 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 thinking of songs like A Change Is Gonna Come um, and just what that meant to people at that time. And maybe I'm taking all right for granted in the moment that it was and that, it, and it, and that maybe that's the best you can do and you can't look to duplicate that. Um, so, I'm at a place where I'm grateful for everything that he's done. I'm grateful for his bodies of work and it's certainly helped me get through days seriously in a very serious way. Um, but I, I just, I, I hope he's well and I hope we, we hear more from him. This is always coming from a place of just wanting to hear more from somebody who has helped me through those days. And if he never puts out another song, he's still done more for me than most people. You know what I mean? So it always coming from a place of love um, and just, and also we bringing his name up. So that's, I hope that is always, I hope it's known that when we, if we bring somebody up as much as we do and even critics find these type of things, we only would look to critique somebody in this way if we view them on the highest of echelons. So with that, I'm cool. And and for you know our new users, I just want to let you know we do a segment share on All the Way Live where we give Miles some time to beg Kendrick for a new album. And on this rendition, of I thought I Kendrick. came with some heat on this one, boy. I came with my briefcase. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you came with that presentation. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here. I try. I play my case. Cut that and send that don't to drop him. Drop an album. How can you not drop an album after that, dude? For the best arguments. That's why Kendrick Lamar should drop music. We got that for you. We got that. We got news on relationships. We got goddamn politics down. We got that. That's a three P. That's a that's a that's a hard three. That's a big three right there. Oh man. <laughs> but like, you know, if we're we we joke around about it, but I I understand too that a year as, as commotion-filled as 2020, where mentally people are being forced into environments and situations that they've never had to be in before. You know, it could be a detractor from creating art. And so I, I fully understand that. And anybody that's fully ingrained in the art process might feel as though their art, what inspiration might not be coming for that art, or that art is not necessarily speaking exactly into what they're feeling right now. And I and I can always respect that, you know, but that being said, over here at the All The Way Live podcast, we love to appreciate good work that people do into their communities. So for us, we do have to shout a big shout, we do have to give a big shout out to the, I think it's the TDE Foundation, but the work that the boys in TDE are doing, um, the work that they're doing in those communities. <laughs> Why are you Because... <laughs> I don't want to double, I don't want to back to back that ass, but we could go to the TDE Gazelle conversation to apply even more pressure, but we're going to let Kendrick rest for a little bit. 
No, 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 Miles, because this is an important thing, an important point that you bring it up. While the while the TDE King is being quiet, they are storming. They are storming Winterfell right now. If you catch my analogy, <laughs> the, the the Griselda goblins are storming Winterfell right now. For sure, for sure, it's an army of folks that have that are just prepared for to continue to put out and continue to dominate what you know. So I think what's really carrying hip hop forward sounds like, you know what I mean? I think a lot of this, I think a lot of, nah, this is a deeper conversation, but I think a lot of the music that's coming out as far as rap right now doesn't care very much for hip hop and the essence of hip hop and, and what hip hop means in terms of culture of being welcoming and, and, and even in the more like, you know, corny and, and immaterial things like being connected to, you know, graffiti and DJing. And I just think hip hop, that aspect of it is dying, right? You know, that cultural aspect of it while rap and melodic music based on it shoots into the stratosphere. And I think Griselda is carrying that hip hop, you know, along with Boldy James, along with, Stone you know, Hunt. a few other names that are, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Even, even Run the Jewels, you know what I mean? But that's a whole nother conversation, right? It's hip hop dying again. Was Nas right three times <laughs> in the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> hip hop is dead. Did not come out in the nineties. Yeah, it's two thousands. But you dig what I'm saying? <laughs> for comedic, for comedic effect, for comedic effect. But like, I like, I like. <laughs> it hit. It hit. It hit, dude. dude I'm chasing. That. I'm chasing that. I'm chasing that Azalea Banks joke, dude. I'm chasing that. <laughs> it's gotta land that naturally. Hit. It's gotta land naturally. <laughs> Listen, um, I like, I like, I like the point you put up about the death of hip hop. But look, I think when we're seeing so much, so many retro elements of hip hop coming back, even with the sound that's being pushed through by Griselda, which you know is is a is directly related to the the impact that rock marciano had on pushing that sound through but that classic bebop style we see that often we even saw it with joy badass coming through with 1999 taking it back to that same hip-hop style and even the the the, the dress and the culture element of it hip-hop is running culture you know so even though it might be a a, a new spin on and a new take and interpretation of what the culture is undoubtedly undoubtedly when it comes to hip-hop and history it is proving that it is a cyclical feature i mean even that even dude they're dancing to nelly songs dude <laughs> it just ends up coming back who's dancing to nelly songs where let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you where they are dancing to nelly songs dude all over instagram you should go see it some of the best content out yet instagram or tiktok i right, now we're getting too specific so this is what we'll do right <laughs> all right go ahead go ahead Go ahead. Hold on, time. Nigga, you tell me, you tell me ABC all these shotties dropping low to Nelly? No. Where are they dropping in low to Nelly? It's, it's called the Busted Challenge, dude. We got to take a break and you got to watch this. The Busted Challenge. Oh, that's, I got a meme from, uh, yeah, I got a meme that said, a whole bunch of dudes looking at the phone and said, bust it, bust it, bust it. And they're all smiling. But I just thought it was girls no. dancing to that song. Yeah, yeah. It's about to be us. Pay attention. <laughs> 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 
Look at the things we take into missions for. Yeah, for sure. It's like <laughs> I know you're gonna see that shake before. <laughs> <laughs> but wait till you see it. <laughs> the buzzer <of> challenge. <laughs> <laughs> It's the most ass shaking this, <laughs> shaking the ass that has ever <laughs> been found. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> For the buzzer, you might bust it. Fuck it. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, this is go on the episode, dude. Not not one episode after my mom subscribes, dude. <laughs> not an episode after my mom subscribes. Bruh, come on, man. We engage it. We, build we, can't, we, can't, we can't dive into busted challenge reviews. One episode we can't, if, we can't, if we can bring the young folks the good word, <laughs> we can bring the old folks. <laughs> <laughs> This this content here is for our dads. <laughs> Hell yeah. In fact, this so. is a dad segment, dude. Hey, <laughs> Happy Father's Day. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've been doing that <laughs> since the song came out. <laughs> <laughs> they've been busting it. They're probably before the song came out. Art, life imitate art, art imitate life. They busting it. Shit, dude. Nah, we gonna jump. We gonna cut it. I, re- I refuse, dude. At least two, dude. She fresh off of. She fresh off of a Trump episode, dude. I can't. It's too. Hey, man. We gotta be honest. We gotta call it like we see it. My dad gonna call me. Hey, yo, yo. So, um, the that. <laughs> you know my eyes bad. I put my glasses on. I tried to see what the YouTube video was called. I couldn't see it. I couldn't read that it. Oh. challenge. Yeah. Yo, Miles Xavier, Miles Xavier, definitely, definitely, this is definitely gonna be a punch in, I'll tell you that. Definitely punch it in. Um, current news, brother, current news, current news. Now, recently, um, oh, we can still edit all this shit out while I put it Dude, <laughs> let me show you how dumb muscle memory is. You know, usually when you finish watching a video like that and you close everything, <laughs> I close Yep, that's good. You don't want to delete that muscle memory. That's good. You should eat a cookie or something to praise yourself. But that's what you want to do. Almost got on a Zoom call where I was gonna to have to share a screen with some other screen up. And I was like, "Whoa, Nelly, <laughs> that's busted. That's the real busted. That's the real busted." Had a King Day planning committee in the uproar, dude. All right, boom. We're about to jump into it. Yes, sir. Damn, I wish I could keep that, dude. That is huh, lit. That is Patreon material right there, son. I bet, bro. We're going to have to keep that for the archives. Maybe we'll release it. Get Definitely. A few more you Definitely. know what I'm saying? 
I um cool 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 three two one go Miles Xavier Miles Xavier so over the last month we have had a lot of information come in about WhatsApp planning on upgrading their on upgrading their policy issues right now this is straight up from the business insider where it says WhatsApp is delaying its privacy policy changes that critics said would have forced users to share personal data with Facebook, according to a company blog post published Friday. The delay was due to the confusion and, and misinformation surrounding the new policy. According to the company, <laughs> they, they'll sneak a, a period up on, on you, won't they? According to the company. It said the new policy update only includes new options for people to manage their business on WhatsApp and does not expand our ability to share data with Facebook. The data, the date of the new policy rollout will be pushed back until May 15, according to the blog post. WhatsApp also said no more account, no one's account will be suspended or deleted on February 8th. Uh, the article goes on to mention how on Monday, WhatsApp attempted to address the uproar over privacy concerns of the post on its website, explaining that the update was designed to aid businesses on its platform as it reiterated in Friday's post. In Friday's post. Um, yes, yes, yes. In that time, WhatsApp has seen, oh, alternatives such as Signal have seen 7.5 million downloads in a week with a 4.2, with a 4, 1,200% spike interest in just a week. I love it. I love it. Why? Because they scrambling. They scrambling. And it goes to what you were saying earlier, bro. You know, off mic, when we were talking about people having a, a say with their dollar. You know what I mean? They're trying to put privacy measures in place. They're trying to put in language that it sounds as comfortable, as comforting as possible, despite how much data they do, they really do want from you. Right. And yeah. it's the same thing, man. And, and we happen to be talking about Facebook, but it's the same thing with Google. The fact that your Google email that you see login with Google across so many different platforms, across different sites and different logins and different, you know, portals means that, yeah, they're tracking where you're going. They're tracking your data. They're tracking what you buy, what you like, what you watch, what you see. You know what I mean? They, of course, of course. But it's interesting to see these companies react to buying power and start to um, try and at least be comforting in the language that they put around privacy. Yes. Um, and I love how you touched on how this is another affirmation on the consumer power on the power of the consumer so essentially what we ended up seeing whatsapp updates is, uh what whatsapp lets us know that there's going to be some updated features which um lower their lower their, their 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 data policies and security measures and essentially share data from whatsapp to facebook i think it's important to break down to people that whatsapp is owned by facebook right so when when you understand what's at play when it comes to these social media companies there is a there's a big push to monopolizing the tech space right so you have facebook which owns whatsapp and owns instagram and correct me if i'm wrong the one that also owns tiktok which is possible 
No, it does not own. TikTok does not own. I remember there was issues with that, right? But anyways, you have these large corporations which then own a lot of the other ancillary um, uh, internet services, which is what they're now going to refer to them as. So obviously, I don't want to skip over the fact that it could definitely help in terms of being able to share information from your Facebook into your WhatsApp. What it said is that you can be able to reach out to companies that were on Facebook and text them directly through your WhatsApp. Now, do I think that that is the total value package that was brought in? No, I do think that there was some dubious activities that were going on. I'm just always happy to see the people, the people vote with their vote with their money and share and shake these companies up a bit. Yeah, man, I think we're in a place where when it comes to the trade-off between convenience and privacy, when it comes to Google, when it comes to, you know, Apple, when it comes to Facebook, Instagram, where you're making these decisions, you know, one step at a time, whenever you get a new device, whenever you get a new service, um, and it asks you that series of questions, does this device have access to your camera? Does this device have access to your files? Does this device have access to, you know, um, all these series of things that request access the first time you use it, your microphone. And you store that in the same place that you have your banking app that has your banking information and you store that in the same place that you have all your photos of you and your family and you store that in the same place that you're on social media posting whatever you think and your phone and your several passwords that you set for yourself become this kind of safe for your whole life right and we need to be paying attention to privacy because the way that they treat that information, not only in keeping all of it safe from financial fraud, from blackmail, from anything you might have on you, uh, documents, from pictures, from anything like that is one thing, but also making sure that these companies don't just hold all that and make you pay back for it, right? And so yeah. there are a lot of reasons to pay attention to privacy and what's going on with the rules that they're setting and how much of your data that they're collecting because you because nothing goes away anymore and increasingly everything is digital so even those of us who feel like we have nothing to hide can be put in a position where something we care about is at the whim of somebody else just imagine one for one second being locked out of your own bank account and you can't check your balance you can't see what anybody's doing with it and that, and that happens could, all the time that happens For sure. all the time, you know, and I'm glad you touched on like the fraud elements of it where it where you you realize that we're so vulnerable when it comes to cyber attacks and 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 data and 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 um, a lot of our information being ushered out. I mean, when you go into the dark web, which is the portion of the internet that you have to essentially mask the identity in which you use in which you access that part of the internet. Um, when you go into the dark web, you see that they're selling credit card numbers and names for thousands, for the hundreds, you know, a hundred dollars gets you a thousand names. And so people are then able to utilize your information and whatnot. So, you know, some of the, some of the recently South Africa had a massive breach in its banking security and they ended up stealing nothing but just names and phone and phone numbers they and credit card numbers. They just went in there and stole data. Some, they did the same thing 
similar to the Bank of the Philippines a few years ago, where there's just been targeted attacks on these banks to steal no money, but just information. There's a big market out there for people's basic information. And people would be so surprised how far one could go with something as simple as your phone number, your, your address, and your name. That, a lot of the times, that's, that's enough, you know? Enough for a lot, man. And it translates from everything from the calls you get on your phone that are spam calls. How did these people get your number? You know what I mean? How are these people contacting you, reaching out with all these, you know, your auto insurance has been up for a certain amount of days, you know, please call us and give us your social security number. All these, all these, these scam calls. And it connects all the way to the news, man. We see these people. We see Mark Zuckerberg, you know, in 2018, we saw him in front of the uh, Senate getting questioned about Cambridge Analytica and their hacks, right? And then we see again, you know, and that, and that, and then we see again later in 2020 being questioned about misinformation related to the U.S. elections, right? So in all of these issues, whether it's privacy, whether it's misinformation, right? Whether it's, you know, the calls you get on your phone, whether it's viruses on your computer, it all relates to privacy. It all relates to how these apps share information. It all relates to the path, the passageways that we open for convenience when we connect all of our devices, when we connect our accounts, our bank accounts, our private messages, our communication, our photos, and everything to the internet. Yeah. Uh, we're, look, the way I see it is that we are the names in phone books. You know, we this generation that has been ushered into this multi this this multiverse of of internet and globalization and data sharing and information a lot of the principles on how to on how to a lot of the principles on how to be fraudulent in the internet space are based on the lessons that our generation has our generation the generation before us has taught the internet right and so i think what's very important is for people to realize that one we're more vulnerable than we are I have a friend who does um, coding and hacking, and he was saying that a lot of the times when you go through into a diff, when you utilize a, a different VPN to go into the dark web, your screen gets smaller because just the size of the screen alone is enough for somebody to be able to hack into your computer. Understanding what the size, um, you know, how it was described to me is that your your computer and your internet path and your internet. Um, let's say your, your computer is, co is constantly beaming out information into the internet space regarding your address, your IP, your IP address, and, you know, the computer make that is that's being used. Now, with understanding just that information, the size of your screen, it's possible for people to hack into your computer. So even things like that, that people might not even think about, those are realities out there. So, you know, people should, this, this WhatsApp policy update story doesn't so much speak to the the plot holes in whatsapps in whatsapp's features it does talk to that but it also speaks to the general sentiment of people understanding and being frustrated in the lapse of security around their data so it, it comes at a time where it's reaffirming that look we're, we're we care more now about what companies are doing with that data and in an effort whatsapp has backtracked they're going to delay the, the update we've never you know, we've never seen something, we don't, we don't see this type of thing very often where a company the size of WhatsApp that has one of the largest active users in the, in the world, 200 million active users a day, 
that are using WhatsApp. Um, you know, it's we've never seen them backtrack on just an update because of such of such uproar. But you know, power to the people, man. The revolution will be um, Instagram live. It will be, and I think it's important, like you said, bro, that these things aren't. The conversation isn't for people to be scared and for people to be, you know, more more paranoid in the term in ways that they deal with their phone. And it's to be more careful um, in the way that you operate online with your digital identity and your digital footprint. But also to, as you just pointed out, bro, to recognize that we do have to be conscious of these things. We do have to be tracking these things in order for both legislators and corporations to take into account what we think and what we want in terms of what happens with our identity and our data, right? If we don't say anything, if we don't, if we just keep buying the next phone, no matter what, if we just keep pressing accept without making a, some noise when these privacy things happen, right? On these terms and conditions, then they're just going to take as much of our data, as much of ourselves as they can store it. However they want to, Whoever else might hack into it might have access to it, and the companies are going to make us buy it back. So it just behooves all of us to pay attention. Just pay attention. You got to be a lazy person not to pay attention. You got to pay attention. Got to pay attention. Speaking on social media platforms, Maz Xavier, I tossed around this idea to you early on in pre-production, but it does feel very relevant right now. You know, in the wake of the Capitol, um, the storming of the Capitol, what we ended up seeing is um, Twitter... YouTube, Facebook, ban Trump um, off of their platforms. Twitter ban Trump, and definitely YouTube suspended Trump's account. Um, I, I, I'm not. Hold on, let's let's not speak out of ignorance. Take a pause right here. Uh, Trump. <coughs> <laughs> you heard Jared Kushner and uh, Ivanka Trump did not want secrets. Uh, did not want the National Guard using their bathroom, <laughs> so they have to rent out a flat that the secret that the National Guard can go pee in and whatnot. White people. Twitter. Michelle would have been feeding their ass gumbo. Oh hell yeah! I want to eat Michelle's gumbo. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> you remind me of uh, the office where Mike is like a strategy in negotiation is speak very is, is walk out the room unexpectedly as he starts walking out Jim goes <laughs> 60 Corel Pam Greer what 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 you say <laughs> does not say what you, you said sound, sound like you're about to say something very interesting. Come again. Sixty girl, pen girl. Sixty. Sixty bar pen girl. What? 
Okay, I got it. Ready? Um, what's this? Snapchat permanently disabled. Reddit banned Trump. Twitch disabled Trump's channel indefinitely. It's a lot. Okay, we can just hit it like that. Ready? Yeah. You know, in speaking about speaking about social media, Miles, in the wake of the storming of the Capitol, what we ended up seeing is a lot of um, a lot of social media platforms banning Trump. Right now, we saw definitely Twitter put a um, after after many after many warnings, if you will, Twitter eventually banned Trump indefinitely. Um, we do know that that was Trump's largest uh, presence on social media. If not, he was the largest. He had the largest presence on social media. Uh, Trump, I call him the king of. Uh, I call him the king of Twitter. Uh, he was banned Ooh. off of Twitter, banned off of Facebook Ooh. and Instagram indefinitely. Google owned YouTube, suspended Trump's channel for at least a week, and then after that, decided uh, moved. <laughs> Google's on YouTube suspended Trump's channel for at least a week late Tuesday, announcing that it removed the video of its Tuesday morning news conference in light of concerns about the ongoing potential for violence. We get back on that. Um, Amazon Web Services have dropped Parler, a website that was closely related to far-rightist rhetoric and social media. Snapchat has banned Trump. Reddit has banned Trump. Twitch has banned Trump. Mas. The internet is built off of the premise of free speech, of, 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 open, of open conversation, right? Now, understandably, um, these ba the bans that they placed on Trump were directly linked to the, in the, the efforts that he made to promote the insurrection that took place in the Capitol. In quoting um, Twitter, uh, Twitter co-founded, what's this gentleman's name? Jack? Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. My brother's right there to catch up with me. Jack Dorsey, he had mentioned how it was in order to protect further, further outside of the internet actions and harm being done based on something that has come from the internet and that this is in fact a turning point in, the so, in most social medias, or he said should be a turn in most social medias um, efforts in order to prevent harmful outcomes like this. I'm conflicted. How so? I'm conflicted because why? And this sucks because I'm not I'm never ever ever caping for Trump. Fuck him. But why are we banning Trump from the social media platforms? Because the people who we feel he incited attacked something that represents the federal government, right? When the federal government is the victim, we take the most extreme measures as if the federal government doesn't itself perpetuate and perpetrate violence against civilians. Now, I think taking Trump off of social media will indeed hinder more oncoming violence, right? I, I, 
whether or not it's right, whether or not it stands by the Constitution, I do think taking him off of social media will make it more, will take away a powerful voice that added to rhetoric that I do believe we have seen has been proven to result in violence. So we're at a very complicated place, right? Um, and I, what I don't want is for Black voices as we move from this moment in which energy for social change with regard to what happens to Black people was so high, as we try and carry that into the future, I don't want this to set precedent for voices that are fighting for that as we attack the establishment, which sometimes is going to be the federal government, which has perpetrated violence and perpetuated violence against Black people, right? So this is truly a case of when we fight for the rights of one person, we have to fight for the rights of everybody. Even if we can't stand that person, but I want it to be full and clear that I do believe that if he is on, if he does have access to these places that give short bursts of information, that don't fact check, that allow for these, you know, quick displays of, of, of baseless buffoonery, but that does connect with a certain point, a certain portion of people, I think there will be more violence. So I think it's tough. The, the... There will be more violence. And the, the tough elements of it, right? And this is the dilemma that the internet is gonna is gonna face, Miles, is that the the laws, the unwritten laws of the internet are somewhat like the constitution of engagement on the internet, which is that this is a space where you can almost find a community of anything that you want to that you believe in, that you care about, that you want information on, it gets very, very granular, right? It gets, it can even get dark sometimes, like we have seen on the dark web. Um, but ultimately, it is a space for everybody to be able to participate in those conversations. Now, the dilemma for the internet is that at what place do you draw the line between allowing spaces for people to conversate, regardless of what the content of those conversations are, right? Now, when it comes to particularly the Trump situation, I fully do believe that one, he played an active role in, in perpetuating the violence that took place and anybody that can perpetuate violence, regardless of their political standpoint, regardless of, 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 um, of, of, their, of their position in office, regardless of who they are and their celebrity status, violence should not be promoted anywhere. We take the same, we, we, we would take, you know, if, if you, if you, if you take away the internet element of it and you and you break down that situation as 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 a as a person interaction that's the same thing as seeing people being aggravated and somebody in the room screaming fight 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 and encouraging that that person should not be in the room we should take that person out the room right now what this then does seemingly is continue to cause fracture between conversations that are happening in the U.S. And it makes me sad because the true solution to the U.S. getting to a place where there is more um, peaceful, there's, there's more room to be able to have nuanced conversations in the society, that gets fractured because the internet is supposed to be that place. So that's, that's their challenge that I see for all of these social media platforms. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's the challenge we face. And I think you put it perfectly, man. I don't, I don't, 
in a world where there wasn't so much that I believe will have to fight for in ways that go against the system, I would be much more inclined to say that it's good that the system recognized a threat and, and silenced it and is stifling it. Um, but sure. Yeah, I, I, I think we are, we as in you and I, and we as in America are figuring it out in real time, man. And I don't, I don't know if they know what to do with the voice of somebody like Trump, who is, who I don't think, yeah, I think if you, if you were to try the case as censorship, I think he would have a lot, a leg to stand on. Um, so I think we're figuring it out in real time what to do with somebody who could push us to a place where, yeah, there is no, there is no turning back. There is no reconciliation. It, and look, the, it's important to understand that somebody that is more toxic, that is more outlandish, that is more um, hateful will arise because the precedent has been set that that person could be president, right? And if you know anything about the internet culture and how we interact right now and our attention spans and how limited and finite our attention span is because of the vast amount of, of information that is just at our fingertips, you need to be ludicrous in order to stand out, seemingly so, seemingly so. The things that garner the most amount of attention are things that, that have a lot of lunacy in them. They're things that are outlandish, things that stand out, things that, are, that have fake hair and, and orange spade tans and, and say quite vulgar things. Those are all, those, you know, those are things that now the system has made space for to be acceptable. Those are no longer prerequisites that would, that would count you out from being able to hold a place of power. Those are now things that we understand as, listen, sometimes it's like they call it locker room talk or whatever the case is. So it's important to understand that from this, this cesspool of, of, of what the internet is, we're getting to a place where that is going to happen again. And it's up to the, these social media platforms to be in a, to, to, have preventative measures against that. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that, but still allowing space for people to speak. And it's also just up to us as individual people to choose better, right? It's up to us to realize that we take for granted and it happens so fast, but we take for granted having the internet and having access to things that reinforce our opinions that will tear down our opinions that entertain us that make us feel good you know that make us cry we have access to all of it in our hands and i don't think we are as discerning as we should be with what we intake with what we believe with with what we run with and argue about and and spread to other people I think we need to reevaluate our connection to the internet and all this information and realize that you need to, if you didn't, if you're not, if you, if you, if you took it in, in 30 seconds, don't do anything with it that will make anyone else spend more than a minute on it. There's a, there's a double time rule on internet information. So if you have only spent 10 seconds on this information, don't, don't force it 
on somebody to spend a minute trying to understand it. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying if you if you if you only spent 30 seconds reading up on something, don't go then and regurgitate it to somebody else as fact in a way that's going to make them think about it for more time than you spent educating yourself about it. Right? So if I just read a headline, which might take me five seconds to read and maybe the, what was available before the article cut off in my phone's vertical view, right? For me to read that and to take that to somebody else without having read the story and to tell them, you know, this information as if it's fact, where they're going to carry that information throughout the rest of their day. I just think we need to be in a space where we think more about the gravity of doing that. You know what I mean? Like of running with things, of, of, of not taking things in, you know, of, of only knowing half the story and, and, and then giving it to someone else to, to, to fill in, not knowing what they're going through. You know, we just, we pass all this stuff along without thought. And I don't think, I think it's part of why, this misinformation is so easily circulates is this game of telephone. We take for granted how our access to information and we think that, you know, convenience has reached a point where you can look, you can find anything in your phone. Sure. But if you're not looking at what it really says, if you're only looking for the fact that reinforces what you already thought, then you are misleading people. No, for sure. And, and and it's important to be able to also identify the dangers in being in misleading people, right? Now, we've seen how we've seen through Cambridge Analytica, like you had mentioned, a manipulation of facts and a manipulation of information on Facebook has arguably changed the outcomes of elections, which are the 2014 elections, right? Which have all been based on this, you know, if any, and if people haven't been fully up on it, the Cambridge Analytica scandal, the Cambridge Analytica scandal was a company, Cambridge Analytica in the UK, which was doing marketing and promoting and does database marketing and promoting. Now, what they do is they combine algorithms that are then able to read what somebody's bio is, read their data on these social media platforms and be able to construct tailor-made false news that speaks to those people. Right now, for instance, let's say Miles Xavier likes bandanas. That makes Miles a GD. So they would say, <laughs> I'm playing. I wow. <laughs> I just felt myself get inserted to the gang database, nigga. This Zoom shit ain't encrypted, nigga. They, re- they literally just put me in there as they heard you say that. I heard some pen on paper. I'm in there for now. For sure. For sure. Um, Damn. Listen. Wow. Contrary to popular belief, Miles is not a GD. So they, they, read your, <laughs> they read your online bio and they take that bio and then they craft, um, they, they craft information and they craft headlines that then qualify the type of information that you would be interested in, you being the, the, the user. And that has been used to manipulate um, elections, right? There's a great documentary on it. Go check it out. All to say... It is important to understand the power of misinformation is today's day and age. A quote that I love, that I love, that I love, that I think can put a nice ribbon on this conversation is that the truth, no, is that a lie is halfway around the world before the truth has time to tie its shoes. 
transition. What, what, what are you going to add over there? No, no, you got it. You got oh, it. Damn. All right. <laughs> Blow the guns off. Put it in the bag. Cool, cool, cool. You want to walk us into Rick and Review? Uh, yeah, man. I need some champion type music to walk on in into the ring. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Oh, we still got that shit with that bop in it. Oh, they thought that little nigga went popped in. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the right energy. That's I the thought right so. That's <laughs> the energy I saw in that fight, boy. Man, that might be the best fight. That might be one of my favorite fights I've ever seen. Introduce it to the people. That might be one of my favorite fights I've ever seen. What? What? What they need to know, man. Look, I'm hype. I'm hype. We just saw the craziest, you know what I'm saying, most floatingest, butterflyingest things we ever seen since Ali. You know what I'm saying? You might float like Holloway and sting like Ali if you're really in the zone, man. It was crazy. We just watched the UFC fight. And wow. UFC Fight Island 7, I believe, was the name of the event. Miles Xavier, Miles Xavier. This... This particular this particular fight was something spectacular. Now I don't know what I I I don't I don't know how many UFC fans we have out there. I don't know how many people are into fighting, but please watch the Max Holloway and Cater fight. That is some of the best fighting you'll see. It's like it reminds me of is of uh, Israel Adesanya, is he? But consistent round after round of just a clinic different weapons being utilized like as far as leg kicks elbows head kicks like man just a just a clinic bro it was it was amazing to watch it was in in yo like no no uh disrespect to cater man he held he held his own no no fam you can't disrespect him he stayed up like after a a whooping like that i told you i was like bro I, i i don't know how i would be up after something like that. Yeah, man. So he it was it was it was amazing to see him in there, a warrior, you know. Um, but man, did Max Holloway just <sighs> it's a masterclass. It's a masterclass. Um, there's there's nothing more else to be said about it. Listen from the from the first round. And the and let's not forget Max recently lost to Volkanovsky at the that was his last fight, and he took that with a lot of humility. Max always been somebody that you know we've always appreciated. So Seeing him go back, and you see him coming back, he looks stronger. He looks more in shape. It, it, it was such, such a great fight. Wow. And I believe he broke the record for the most strike attempts in UFC history. This man threw 736 strikes in the fight. That is ridiculous. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing, man. The fluidity, the, the, uh, the gas tank that he had. He didn't seem like he was tired. The ability to put on a little bit of showmanship in the later rounds, bro. A no look punch. Cool. No I've look never punch. seen that. He, he almost did like LeBron. And then dances away from a, a flurry of punches. He was, you know, he was in he was in his zone. He was in his bag. It was it was amazing to watch. It was beautiful to watch. Something I caught the commentator saying throughout the fight was that he was doing no sparring before this fight. I no heavy sparring. Like, I, I don't know if the principle behind that is you get back in there and you get punched and that, and that you know, puts you back in the, in the zone or, or, 
or what, or that just increases the fluidity of you relying on, you know, your combinations and just the rhythm of how they are supposed to land and one combination to a different one. But man, did he look prepared? Did he look, you know, just, in the, I've, I've watched a few of his fights and that was just by far the most uh, uh, grace and, and, and just strength I've seen him show not only just like in, and strength in terms of like strong punches, but strength in terms of just mental fortitude for a whole fight, for a five round fight. That's it was amazing. For sure, for sure. And and just to see him never lose his composure. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, my COVID acted up. Just to see him not lose any of his composure throughout those fights, you know, really staying consistent, as you said. <laughs> Bless you. Ooh, as you said, the gas tank that that. Max Holloway has. Um, I'd love for him to to get another title shot again. He is the number one contender, so I'm pretty sure we will see that again. I cannot wait for a Volkanovski um, Holloway two fight. I think that is going to be just absolutely spectacular. You know, it doesn't look like Max took that much of a beating, so hopefully Max, the best one Holloway, will be able to bless us again very soon with another performance. That was spectacular. That's some of the best fighting. It's it's up there with um. Is is Izzy versus uh, Gastelum? It's it's up there for me. Man, I I. It was one of I think the fights that just watching it, I was just the most impressed. Um, so if and if I was trying to, if I wanted anybody to see, like why I watch the UFC, this is definitely high on the list of fights I would show them. So another one that I'd show them is Colby Covington versus Kumar uh, Kumar Usman. That right there, where he breaks, uh, where he breaks Covington's jaw, absolutely spectacular. A musty, musty, musty. Listen, people, if you're not up on this ABC, on this uh, MM UFC wagon yet, if you are into fighting, believe you me. And I've been a boxing fan since I was a child. My dad put me into boxing as I was a kid. I've been loving fighting my whole life. This right here is some of the most exciting stuff that is out here right now in sports. Five. Yeah, and you mentioned, you mentioned something important too. Like the it, this was the first fight on ABC for the mm -hmm. UFC, so for this to be the show that was put on, uh, only speaks to amazing things coming forward. I don't know if the next if uh the next UFC event is on ABC or not, but this uh, McGregor and Warrior fight is gonna be pretty dope too. So. Yeah, now is the time. If you was thinking about tuning in, checking it out, do it. It's raw. Do it, do it. Do it. There, it, it is. It's one of those. It's at a place right now where all of the competition is at its highest. There's so many gunners in every single division. It's almost fully action packed. You're almost guaranteeing a good fight. Totally worth it. Absolutely, 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 totally worth it for those that have checked it out. Yeah. Shit like that. Straight like that, brother Miles. Have we, have we, have we shortchanged these people in any way, shape, or form? I don't know. You gotta stop moving the mic like that. That's noisy. Don't do that. Don't do that. But yes, yes, no. We have not shortchanged them at all. But if you have any other topics, you can call me MC. Slice them up, dice them up. I will take them topics to the limit. I hang over the edge of the cliff like Scar. They say my name like Mufasa, and then put their ass back. Give it to the people serving on a hot plate with a side of macaroni and cheese and collard greens. I'm out here. I saw a recent uh, TikTok 
breakdown of the death scene in Lion King and how they break down how Muf- how uh, Scar ended up eating Mufasa and the skull that he plays with in the cave is actually Mufasa's scar. There you go. Doesn't Disney he play history. With- oh. Because hyenas don't eat lions. Lions eat lions. That's savage. Wow. Hey, man. Hey, man. Listen, the range on this podcast is, is, is far and wide. The, the range on this podcast is far and wide. I'm it telling is- you, next week we're going to be doing makeup tutorials. You don't know what's next on here. No. Next week, we're going to talk about what you walk into at a party and you see and you know it's time to leave. You know you're not going to be at this party long. That's the topic. I want to cover that with. <laughs> People, niggas with guns. <laughs> it's a long list of things that you walk into a party and you see everybody and you're looking for the person that you know in a party, but you also see some other things on your way and you're like, oh, we're not, we won't be staying here. <laughs> we will talk about what those things are on the next podcast. We will talk about it right now if it wasn't for the fact that we know. We know. That we're aware. That you've got too many choices when it turns to coming into a podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not how I wanted to say that. But you know you got too many options. You know what I'm saying? When you're flying with a certain podcast, we appreciate you for, for putting your seat backs and your trade tables up and allowing us to land this thing. You know what I'm saying? You know we are figuring it all out in real time. You know we are a celebration of life, a celebration of celebrating, a celebration of blackness. Don't it feel good to feel black? My favorite thing in the world, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are appreciative of everybody who tunes into this John man. This is me and my brother having the time of our lives, trying to figure out the craziest times we've ever seen in our lives, man. So thank you for tuning in. Like that. Peace, water, love. We gone. Oh, put that.